Howdy. Howdy. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> my name's Keith Hancock, fighting Texas Aggie class 1992. So, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> um, do we have the picture? My family. There we go. Oh, this, this is backwards from what I expect. This is fine. So, there's the ugly guy in the middle. That's me, right? On the left, that's my beautiful bride, my best friend. Uh, we've been married now almost 32 years. Yeah, Jennifer. And then my son, or our son, excuse me, Garrett, and his wife, Claire. Um, I think we have one more picture that has all the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and Claire's expecting, like, any time, like, within the next two, three weeks, our first grandchild. Yeah. So she was in the other picture. You just couldn't tell. All right, so today we're going to talk about simplicity. Um, I'm on the wrong page already. Today we're going to talk about simplicity. So how do you define that? So if you go to Webster, it says it's the state of being simple, uncomplicated, or uncompounded. So some synonyms for that are candor, clarity, austerity, simple, right? Okay, well, we're going to learn today it's not quite that simple, right? So what is the Christian discipline of simplicity? It's really an inward lifestyle or reality that translates into an outward appearance or lifestyle. Does that make sense? Say it again. Inward, right? What's inside of our hearts to translate into an outward lifestyle? Okay, so we're going to talk about the heart a lot. Unfortunately, in today's society, we're not very simplistic. We don't tend to look inward very often, especially in this country. Right? So how many of you, uh, how many of you like really nice clothes, nice things, nice cars, nice food, nice restaurants, nice things? Right? Right? How many of us actually need those things? Yeah. But our society teaches us that that's what we should do, right? Work hard, save money, have nice things. Nothing wrong with that until that becomes a priority. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Whoops. So in Matthew 6, 19 through 21, yes. Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy or where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we got to think about that. Well, what's, what's our priority? Where do we put things? <clears throat> Does it say in any of that verse that things are bad? No. But where do we lay up our treasures? So when things here on this earth become that priority, we've got things out of whack. Right? Jesus says that. And then 1 Timothy 6, 9. Perfect. It says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. That's a little more direct. Right? So when we're out of whack, when we're not aligned properly, then we can fall into a snare of ruin and destruction. 
Okay, that doesn't sound like what the world teaches us, now does it? But that's what God teaches us. That's what's in his word. Okay, as I said earlier, as I'm going to say again, things in and of themselves, possessions, are not bad. Right? Just because they're things and there's wealth, that's not bad. It's the priority of them. So in second, well, at the end of First Chronicles, going back to the Old Testament, Solomon has just become king of Israel. Right, right at the very end. Second Chronicles starts. He goes into Israel and he meets with all of Israel, all the leaders and the people of Israel. Spends all day talking to them, worshiping. He made a thousand sacrifices on the altar. At the end of this day, falls asleep, and God comes to him and asks him a question. So, okay, wow, right? <laughs> God himself comes to him in a dream and asks him a question. Ask him one thing. What do you want? I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> what do you want? What do you need? Anybody know what Solomon said? I want wisdom to rule your people. Period. So then, in 2 Chronicles 1, 11 through 12, I'm going to give you this one. God answered Solomon and said, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for possessions, wealth, honor, or the life of those who hate you, or even a long life for yourself, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will also give you riches, possessions, and honor, such as none of the kings had who were before you, and then after you shall have the like. So God gave him the things, gave him all the cool toys, right? Riches beyond imagination. Why? Because his heart, number one, was on him, right? Everything else was added. So let's fast forward in time to Matthew 6. Go to, okay, I'm going to paraphrase these a little bit. <laughs> 31 through 33 is where we're going to camp. So Jesus is talking about the birds of the air can, can eat. They don't have to sow. They don't have to tool. They don't have to labor to have what they need. The clothes of the, of the valley, or the, the lilies of the valley are beautiful, and they don't have to do anything to get them. And then in verse 31, Jesus says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Just like Solomon. Just like us. When you put God first, and you have everything in its proper place, everything else falls into place. I mean, everything. Your family, politics, like Joe Biden or whichever side you're on, all that fun jazz falls into place when God is number one. Seek first the kingdom of God. Okay. So really there's three things, if you're taking notes, that I want you to write down here. <coughs> Followed by ten more. <laughs> <laughs> So first, everything that we have is a gift from God. Anyone disagree with that? Cool, I'm in the right place. <laughs> everything we have is a gift from God. 
the food we eat, the clothes we wear, the sun that makes the flowers grow and the, the grass grow, that feeds the cattle, that we everything that happens here is a gift from God. Right? Whenever we start to believe that we can do it ourselves, all it takes is one bad thing. A drought, an illness, bad accident, something to take those things away. And all of a sudden you realize, who do I really have to depend on? Because I didn't do it myself. God provides us everything. Second, God's going to care for what he gives you. He's a good, good father. I think there's a song that goes like that. (laughs) He is. He's a good, good father. And what he gives you, he's going to care for That doesn't mean you might not lose it. That doesn't mean it might not be taken away. But your needs will always be met. He will give you what he needs always. All you have to do is trust him and put him first. And third, everything that you have should be available to everyone else. Okay, that doesn't mean go give everything you have away. That's not what I'm saying. But if people have a need and you can meet that need, with the things that God has given you, and you don't do that, you have stolen that gift from God for yourself. So be willing to share everything you have, even if that means it's going to hurt. Right? That's when it's really from the heart. And I'll do that out of faith because I know God will provide. Right? Okay. This is about simplicity. The irony here are there are 10 ways to be simple. (laughs) And we're going to go through all 10 of them. (laughs) Okay? So the 10 commandments are simple. There's 10 of those too. So let's just roll with it. Okay, so this is how, how do we put this into action? These are really controlling principles over what simplicity means. Things we can do, right? So number one. Buy things for their usefulness rather than their status. Right? I need a car to get to work. I don't need a Lamborghini. Right? I'd like to have a Lamborghini. (laughs) But what I need is a car. Even the clothes I wear, the jewelry that I, everything that I have and everything I use should be because I need it for something, not because of the status. Stop trying to impress people with what you have and how you look and what you do. Impress them with your life. Right? Okay, number two, reject anything. This one's kind of common sense. Reject anything that (laughs) produces any type of addiction in you. So what we think of, I mean, alcoholism, drugs, those things, absolutely, yes. Anything, anything, anything that produces an addiction in you, anything you can't stop, anything you can't put down, right? Put it aside. Pray about it. Why am I using this so much? And if it's because I can't control it, let it go. Okay, number three. I'll just look up here. Number three, develop a habit of giving things away. Goes back to what we talked about a little while ago. So we just moved because we're not very smart. Uh, Right before Christmas, and we found out that we had more stuff in closets than we even knew we had. Right? Um, It'll happen. You'll move. Especially the older you get, the more you accumulate. You just don't throw things away. You don't give things away. Why do you have so many things? 
Why do we keep those? If it's an attachment of, this is, this is so sentimental to me. Maybe it is. Pray about it. Maybe it's something you need to keep. Maybe it's just something you need to let go. Or I have five of these. Do I really need five? Right? Give those away. Bless other people. Use your talent. Sow your talent properly so that you can bless others. All right? Number four. Don't be lured in by modern gadgetry. The new bells and whistles. All the really cool things. So I have no, I don't even know what number. If you have a, I'm making, I don't know. <laughs> if you have an iPhone 11, is that one old? <laughs> yeah. And then what's one's out now? 14. Do I really need a 14? This one works just fine. Unless it vibrates all over the place, Ted. Do I really need it? Right? It seems cool. It's got a third can. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but why do, why do I want that? Right? Just because it's new? Because that's a really bad reason. Steward the resources God gave you wisely. Don't buy it just because it's new. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to a landline. Once upon a time, guys, there were phones that would like, mount to the wall. And there was a cord, and I could only walk about this far, right? And then if, like, nobody was there, it just, they called back later. <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> okay, where are we at? Number five, learn to enjoy things without owning them. So our culture pretty much teaches us, if you own something, you can control it, right? It's yours. If, right? If I want to share it with somebody, I can do that, but it's my decision because I own it. But that's really not true, right? It's ours right now. It's not going to be ours forever. We're not going to be here forever, number one. And it can be taken away like that. There's no telling one. So that's not true to begin with. And just think about it. Have you ever been to the beach? Ever been to a lake? Ever been to a state park? You own any of those? Nope. Enjoyed them, didn't you? <laughs> yes. You don't have to own things to enjoy them, right? I mean, some things you do, but most things you actually don't. There's a lot of things we can enjoy in this world without actually spending our resources on them. All right, number six, develop a deeper relationship for creation. So this one kind of goes together. Just take a walk. Go sit on your front porch. Listen to the birds, right? Look at the colors. There's a lot out there that God has created and given to us, if we'll just look and stop and, and get our eyes up, right, and enjoy it. If, if you've ever been to uh, Yellowstone, wow, wow. You want to see what God did, in, at least in this continent, go there. It's all there. It's amazing. Okay, number seven. Avoid buy now, pay later schemes. If you can't afford it now, what makes you think you can afford it later? Right? Even if it's on installments, and some things we have to, homes, cars, I get it, but and if you're sitting up late at night, you just watch the Aggies lose to Stanford <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, it feels like, and then the Ginsu knife or whatever comes on, and you're like, yeah, I could buy that. <laughs> Not a wise decision, right? <laughs> Avoid the trap that debt can create. If you can afford to get it, it's fine, 
right? Pray about it. Do you really need it? Go back to the other principles. But if you do, that's fine. But if you have to pay it out to afford, what, maybe save up a little bit, buy it in a couple of months. Okay, number eight. Obey Jesus' instruction about plain, honest speech. So in Matthew 5, 37, Jesus says, let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. Jesus said, those are red letters. They actually are, kind of. Um, Yes or no? Why do we dress things up? Like, even our speech, we need to be as simplistic as we can. I mean, how often does somebody ask you a simple yes or no type question, and you feel the need to embellish and talk for a while? All the time, right? All the time. Why? What you say should be for instruction and encouragement, not for glorification of thyself with how much I can say. Right? Simplicity in speech. Number nine, reject anything that oppresses others. Okay, now we've got to get political a little bit. So, especially in our country. It's a rich country. We've got to think about what we want, what we need sometimes. Where does it come from? The things that we buy through a particular vendor, not every, like, but through a particular vendor that we choose to use? Does it represent our values? Is it oppressing someone? Are we buying things made in China out of a sweatshop, don't even know it? Or children are work 20 plus hours a day? If you know that, stop doing it. Buy your goods somewhere else. Right? Align yourself. Align your, there is, I probably shouldn't, um, okay. <laughs> the, the most effective demonstration you can make is with your wallet. So people will line up and, and spend days going on social media and whatever else, talking about how evil Amazon is while they're ordering things from them on the other screen. Don't fall into that trap. We're on 10, right? Shun anything that distracts you from the kingdom of God. Anything. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. First. Always. No matter what it is. Whether it's your job. Whether it's your friends. Whether it's your own safety. Whether it's your family. If that's distracting you and pulling you away from putting God first, step away. Get realigned, re-engage if he tells you to. Okay, pick that one up, if he tells you to. Okay. Um, now I've got to figure out where we are. That's it. In summary, <clears throat> spiritual discipline of simplicity is important because it keeps us grounded and our compass is pointed towards our, what should be our true north, right? Jesus Christ. Remember this, if anything else, remember this. Simplicity is an inward, inward reality that results in an outward lifestyle. Simplicity is freedom. Okay? I want to say any questions, but I'm not in class, so <clears throat> let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this day and for this message that you have to us about simplicity. 
Lord, we, we ask, or I ask that, we, that everyone here has picked up on the one thing that you had for them and will apply it in their lives daily. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.